Welcome back to Time Played 3HR, the video game podcast where we talk about video games for three hours. No, we <laughs> don't. Uh, we play a video game for three hours and we talk about it for however long we talk about it. Uh, my name is Lockie. My name's Louie, and this week I played three hours of Phil Fisher's <laughs> Fez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor guy. Oh, bless him. Cool. Welcome back, everyone. Once again, we've had another problem with the internet and it delayed us another week. However, we are back this week and we're coming back in hard uh, to give you a, another episode. It's very exciting. Lucky, are you excited? Yeah, I had a good time playing this week's game, Louis. Yeah? Yeah, I did. Uh, so that game for everyone, uh, because you guys don't know, because we were meant to be playing Valorant, uh, but obviously internet issues pushed us back another week, uh, and we switched it to Fez. Fez of, um, uh, of, uh... Of indie movie Philly Fishy fame. Philly Fish, old Phil Fish. Yeah, uh, old uh, Polytron. Th- th- this game came. Uh, it was like a, a storm. This game, you know, it when it arrived, it made a lot of noise, and I feel like everyone was talking about it. But I feel like no one talks about it anymore. Yeah, it was like a. It was. It was. Um. God, it was. It was controversial. Well, I guess the game wasn't. I. Um. There was a lot of controversy around Phil Fish. Um. Which we absolutely don't need to talk about. Um, and no, I don't. I yeah. don't even remember it. Was it worth it? Um, I think people didn't get on with Phil Fish's demeanor, and um, in the end, it ended up in like it was something. <laughs> I think like a journalist or someone on the internet that had some notoriety said something rude, and then Phil Fish was like publicly was like i'm done i'm not doing this anymore and then he cancelled fez 2 oh really that was meant to be a fez 2 what a shame uh phil fish yeah, if so you're like listening he... i hate to hear that uh i'd love to play <laughs> a fez 2 i just remember i remember i think like he showed like the title screen for fez 2 and then like a few days later or something there was something and then he <laughs> just like him over quit. the edge whoa oh, i want to remember he had like a specific tweet <laughs> you know how I was like, we don't have to talk about it now. I want to talk about it. There was like a specific Phil Fish, like I'm out tweet. It was something uh, about money. Yeah, I'll hit you on. Uh, here we go. We got an article here from uh, the the Verge, hard hitting tech site. Uh, Phil Fish, the creator of the celebrated India video India indie video game Fez. Uh, blah 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 blah. Fez, okay, so this, okay, so I don't have the tweet. Um, have you got it? I don't have the tweet, but I have his response, uh, which is, Fez 2 is cancelled, I am done, I take the money and I run, this is as much there as I is. can stomach, <laughs> this isn't the result of any one thing, but the end of a long, bloody campaign, you win. Damn. Yeah. 
Deets yeah, makes so it I, sound like I he think, went like, through the rings. Killfish got a lot of shit from the internet. Was it because he was painted as a bad guy in the indie movie, indie game movie? I, I haven't watched that movie in so, so, so long. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know him particularly because I've forgotten what I've seen. And obviously what I have seen was a very small part of his life. And I don't know anything more about him. What I do know is that I liked Fez a lot. Uh, so in that's that a good sense, thing to focus on, yeah. Phil Fish, you win. <laughs> yeah, you, you made a good game, mate, huh? Nice work, Phil. And uh, despite the fact that people may not be talking about it as much anymore, uh, I don't yeah. know why that is. Because I mean, if you compare it to something like, and okay, obviously it's not in the same category as. Um, say a journey or like a super meat boy well i'd i'd compare it's, it to i i would i would super meat i mean it boy, was compared to super meat boy like yeah it's a similar time frame and was in the same movie yeah um, um uh of like I, oh, those yeah. sorts of games i feel like fez is really sort of fallen off the map in comparison to all these other games maybe it's because he's no longer trying to market it because uh and i quote he is done yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think that's got to be one of the main reasons, right? Like, people don't necessarily talk about Super Meat Boy, but they do talk about like Binding of Isaac and all the other stuff. Um, but people do Edmund talk McMillan about has made since Super then. Meat Boy. Do they? Yeah. How? I, I just see it everywhere. Still, aren't they still? Aren't they making like another? Isn't like? Isn't there like a Super Meat Boy, like iPhone game that never got off the ground that's still being oh, produced? I don't know. Or He's pretty yeah. busy. He's um, what, what's his name? Um, Edmund, Edmund McMillan. Ed, yeah. Edmund McMillan. 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 I think. Um, mm. He's doing another board game now. His second board yeah, game. Yeah, I saw that. So it looks That's like cool. he's just. Uh, yeah, he's off off the off the games wagon for a little bit. Who knows? Yeah, he took the money and he ran to and make he board ran, games, and he's yeah. done with board games. Um, uh-huh. But he, again, he won. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're all winners. He is in, once in, again the in winner. In capitalism, in capitalism's eyes, they are all tremendous winners. <laughs> um, um, so, what, so, shall I tell you what Fez is? Is that the, please, that's the deal, right? Please tell I me about Fez. Video game. Huh? Um, so, Fez is a platformer, a pixel art platformer, collectathon-esque type adventure game, um, and. You might think it's 2D, but it's actually 3D, and that's the main mechanic. It's a mechanic that's like, as soon as you see it, is really easy to understand, very elegant. Um, describing it's a little bit more tricky. So, like, imagine a cube, and then imagine you're looking directly at one side of the cube. You press a button, and the cube turns 90 degrees, and now you can see the other side of the cube and walk on the other side of the cube. Um, and what that does is it allows you to create... Um, these sort of intricate like puzzle designs where you can't get to an area, but then by like turning the um, perspective around, you can now um, jump a little bit closer to that platform that looked like it was actually farther away. Yeah. Um, or see something you couldn't see before. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and it, it's worth mentioning that it, it's not just as if it was on a flat cube. Uh, it would be as if you're looking at a cube from a certain angle, but it is a sort of whole structure within that cube 
Um, <laughs> so when what? the cube turns, what I'm saying you know is what? that I was pretty happy with my description. I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was really good. And you, you've just driven it off the side of a pier. No, uh, no, I thought it was very good. However, thanks. I think the one possible confusion that someone who hasn't played it might get from that is that yeah. it's it's not four flat surfaces. You know, it's not four two D uh, panels made into mm-hmm. a cube. It's a three D space within a cube that, when it turns, you're shown a two D side of that whole structure. Which allows yeah. for, uh, you know, space to be distorted when these things mm-hmm. turn because they turn within a space rather than just turning on a flat. Sure. So, like, um, there is depth that there you can't depth. see until you turn the cube or object that might not necessarily be a cube because there's depth to it. Um, <laughs> so, so like, there it might be made up of several cubes <laughs> and then... Some cubes are further away and some cubes are closer. And obviously when you turn that 90 degrees, the cube on the in the center of the screen will now be on the right-hand side of the screen, etc. Mm. And then you're pretty much playing Super Mario 64, collecting essentially stars scattered all around the world. Um, mm-hmm. Except one um, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um, omission. There are no enemies in Fez, mm. at least not in my experience. Good point. Um I didn't even think about that actually while playing it. Yeah, I think it does a great job of you don't even realize it because I no. think it's rich enough without it. Um, um, and that's a really nice thing. I think, so I have like kind of mixed feelings on Fez, um, but I think my overall opinion is that it seems to be a really great game that I maybe just don't quite um, attach to. Uh, and I think it's something to do with resisting... Um, it feels like it requires maybe slightly more investment than I'm willing to give it. Um, yeah. And that's for, I think that's, that's for several reasons, but the main one is that on top of just kind of wandering around as your little dude, like picking up little golden cubes to make bigger cubes to open doors, um, which is pleasant, fun, gentle, easy. Um, there's this other layer, the sort of almost meta layer, which this game builds in itself, its own language, um, and sort of some like very soft, like law stuff, um, that you have to decipher in order to get to sort of the harder to, I haven't, I mean, I've never really seen that stuff, so I don't really know what's behind those doors, but I would assume it's more cubes. Um, well, you know, it's some cubes. I, uh, how much did you play of this? Three, three hours, three hours. Of, of three hours. Flat. Yeah. Um, so this game has 32 uh, golden yellowish cubes for you to collect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also has, I think it's 32, uh, and it also has 32 negative cubes for you to collect. Yeah, and anti-cubes, is it? What they're called? Anti-cubes, negative, one of these things. I, I, got, I think I got like three of those in my time. Nice, yeah. And um, the idea is that these anti-cubes are much harder to collect uh, than the general cubes that you find along the levels. And that just playing naturally, you should just be able to play and collect all the cubes pretty much just by playing. Uh, but to collect all the anti-cubes requires like a much deeper delve. And Louis, I did it. I delved. Did you 
Did you finally I, commit? I committed. I delved. I spent much more than three hours. Uh, <laughs> because I played this game before. Um, I looked at my playtime. It was also around three hours uh, on a previous playthrough. Um, but it's, it's so frustrating playing through a game like that, seeing all this content that you want to be able to access, but you know you just can't. And you know by not being able to understand this like second language um, that you know it's it's wasted on you, and that's annoying mm-hmm. because navigating this game isn't the easiest. Um, yeah, that's my other criticism of this game. Yeah, there's it, I have a couple, um, but mm-hmm. for for stuff like this, when you see a secret and you go, oh gosh, okay, I know that's going to be an important part to trying to unlock the secrets of this game, but I don't want to sit here for half an hour trying to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I move on, it's it's just lost. You know, it I mean, disappears yeah. in the tunnel of content. So I think it, it feels to me like, I mean, you can talk about it because now you've, well, actually, just a quick question. Did you start from scratch or did you jump into your old save? No, I started from scratch. Yeah, so so the the thing I was wondering is that, do you sort of sidestep that sort of, unpleasant feeling of oh i wish i understood what that was i know i could if i had invested some time at some point um do you sidestep that feeling by knowing that from the start and like immediately taking notes as you begin because it feels like very early on there's like a room or two that probably gets you started i think there's a room in like one of the first area main hub areas that has like direct like this symbol means this yeah Um, um some slight spoilers probably be coming. So if you want to try and take on this challenge without hearing anything, uh, and I recommend you do if you have some time and you want to commit because uh, it's it's very rewarding and it's very sort of old school, um, old school puzzly. It's worth recommending, but just letting you know there might be some spoilers. Hmm. Would you? Are you going to say something? No, no, no. Sorry, I just wanted to cut in <laughs> be- okay. before. I, okay. Before you kept going on and and I well so that yeah that was that was kind of the end of my thing because I didn't actually like do that but I was wondering it was a question really for you was like if you start paying attention from the first moments and start taking notes straight away does that frustration then go away because you haven't gotten like two hours in and you're starting to see a lot more of this secret language that you know you could have been deciphering this whole time? Uh, honestly, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I didn't really... I played for probably half an hour to 40 minutes um, before I sort of committed myself. So I, mm-hmm. I did miss out on some of that initial stuff and did have to do a little bit of backtracking. Uh, but mm-hmm. for the majority of my playtime, it was spent um, with the uh, outlook of trying to figure out this world. And, I've you know, I've got a notebook here. Let's have a look. One, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So I've got ten pages worth of notes yeah. on a notebook mm. from you know like a few hours play. And um, maybe just for just for um, for the listeners' sake, what kind of stuff are you sort of noting down? What is this secret language? Um. So well, it's it's there's lots of almost it's it's funny. Uh, it's designed so that a lot of these notes are almost 
presented as post-it notes stuck on, in the game world. Uh, so very often these clues will be on like scrap bits of paper um, in like a random room, almost telling you, mate, grab a bit of paper and write this down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but things like uh, correspond. So there's certain shapes that correspond to certain things. Um, and I was trying to figure out what the shapes meant. Uh, what the number system was in the game, what the language was in the game, um, and those were the main things. Yeah. And yeah. also how inputs uh, relate to some of those shapes and stuff. Mm. Um, and yeah. I, f- it... I figured out... The main thing I figured out was the language. I fully got the language. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. There's one uh, area which pretty much you can solve it entirely within. Is and that one I, of the f- one of the three doors that you go through? Uh, it's no. So there's it, it's on one of those paths. Do you remember the whale, like the big whale looking level? I don't know if I saw a big whale looking. Level. It um it was like a rock that was sort of whale shaped. And okay. had a big waterfall mouth. Oh, maybe, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe I, I think you probably you might have passed it. Um, it was a room coming off that level. Uh, and mm. do you want to know what it was? What What was the language? Yeah. How How Well, how the clue to figuring it out? Let's not. Nah. Let's nah, not. Let's, it's let's fine. not. You don't need to know that, right? It's not like um, it's not. No, no, you don't need to know that. But uh, no, I, I had a great time trying to figure this stuff out and uh i made some great progress with the numbers but i'm Mm. still not there (laughs) yeah i'm still not there one of them i figured out through the language and then there are these clues on this uh other parts of this another level and Mm. i've narrowed a lot of them down to what they could be but I'm I'm still not there after like a good hour of trying to figure it out. And uh, did you um, did you feel like once you learnt the language, did you did that help you get more cubes? Um, or was it more just for like flavor? Honestly, not yet. But I think it will. And I mean, because I've, defi- I've definitely like been in lots of areas that have like quite a lot of signs with these symbols that I'm assuming are what the language is. Um, there's one or two areas, particularly I can I can remember that are like there's just freaking like symbols everywhere. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I would assume that that would be helpful. But it's obviously I've never seen it, so I don't actually know like how much of that is actually leading to like more content or is just kind of like extra. No, stuff. I th- I think all of this stuff leads into the anti-cubes. Right. Uh, and I'm sure, like, a lot of this stuff will directly get you cubes, but also I believe it'll lead you to a lot of the other parts of the language. Um, so, for example, the numbers I sort of partially have started working out because of the language. Um, and I think... All of that stuff. And, you know, I've seen puzzles in rooms, which I haven't been able to figure out, but know that they're to do with 
a certain aspect of this secret language uh, that I have, am yet to, to, you know, get through. Um, the problem I had with it, though, is that there are times when they flood you with this language. Uh, like you said, you got to that place where it's just everywhere. Um, mm. And you look around and it takes a long time to decipher. Yeah. Because, you know, you've got this notebook page of random squiggles and you're looking at it and you're one letter at a time matching mm. them up. And, uh, you know, and then it'll say something like totally <laughs> worth with zero, worth zero value. Yeah. Or nonsensical. Uh, and, you know, you spend, like, five minutes deciphering this little thing, and it'll be like... So here's an example. Um, uh, occasionally, as you play through the game, random levels will spawn these, like, black holes, which are basically uh, areas that you can't pass through. Uh, and they spawn randomly across the game, which is quite an interesting mechanic, because, you know, you can visit a room, and they'll be there, and then come back later, and they'll be gone. Uh, but there was one which just said, watch out for black holes. Yeah. You know, a big sign takes like a few, few couple of minutes to decipher. Or even if it's just a minute, um, you know, but you're like, yeah, great. That's zero value to me. Yeah, it's not particularly helpful when the like companion that goes around giving you tooltips all the time actually tells you that for free. Exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's just wasted time. The only possible thing that I think it could be used to achieve is to help you decipher the language if you haven't That's already. True. That's true. Um, but like that language, that certain text sample in its location had nothing to do with black holes. So it was just totally, yeah, totally redundant. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, um, so I guess the thing, I think, I do. I think the like meta layer language stuff is cool, and I really like that in games. When the we talked about it with like Outer Wilds and stuff, like the solution to its puzzles is not based on a mechanic that it gives you. It's just based on knowledge that you can gain um, mm. within the game. Like I think that's a really cool way to do level design. Um, I think for me, yeah, the problem with I have with Fez isn't necessarily like it's fault. Maybe it's more my fault, but like I've just never chosen to invest. And usually, the time I realize I need to invest is is sort of past the early sort of let's get you going with this language stuff. And that would be okay. However, the backtracking and general um, map moving around is um, confusing and not doesn't give you as much information as I would like to be able to find places I need to go back to. Um, yeah. And I think that's... I think you're totally right. I think that's my other main sort of criticism. Um, and it feels like a style choice. Like, I think this clearly Fez is going for this, like, traditional old-school video game thing where not all the information is given to you. Um, like, you could look at, like, the original, like, Legend of Zelda or something. Like, it's kind of, it feels like that's a big inspiration of like, there's lots of things hidden everywhere. Literally, it will not tell you where they are. You have to literally hit every single goddamn bush to, um, well, to break I actually down. disagree with that a lot. I actually, I think this game is actually much more forgiving. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying uh, it's like literally like that, but it, it's definitely inspired by that idea. 
And I think the yeah. map, the map stuff, I think maybe the, oh, the whole game's massively inspired by. It's a bit of a love letter to old school games. Yeah, it feels uh, like the entire game. The map was like he was trying to find. I think it was two people that worked on this game. They were trying to find this like balance of new school sensibilities of like being helpful and giving you the information that maybe you've already discovered, but also allowing for you to naturally find stuff on your own. And I'm not sure it quite hit the right balance. Um, the The most painful part for me is is um, this game is filled with doors with things behind them. And when you go through a door, it will either take you to a small room with a thing in it that you can collect and then go back out, or it will take you to this whole nother path that takes you on a completely different level. And for me, it's this sort of constant anxiety of if I go through this door, am I then committing to going on this whole other journey that I don't know how far it will go? And then I have to figure out a way back, or is it just going to be a quick room that I can run out and come back to carry on the journey I was already on? Um, and yeah. the map doesn't really help me very much with um, keeping track of all that information. Yeah, it's, God, it's like, where, where do you start? I, I think that is definitely a problem of feeling overwhelmed in this game. It's super overwhelming, yeah. It's super overwhelming, especially because, you know, each each a big a sort of a single, let's call them areas, mm-hmm. a single area might have five doors that all lead to different points. Um, and it does it does a lot of good things. I, th- I think the map is quite amazing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it looks great. It displays all of these things in a three D space very nicely. It also shows you uh, what is left in that area to collect. Yep. And the section of that map gets turned gold once you've finished everything in that area. So oh, at great. least you're not left thinking. You know, mm-hmm. am I have I missed something in this space? At least you know that you've completed the area. Uh, and it, yeah, it's to go back to what you were saying earlier. I think the problem with this game is that you do realize that you kind of need to figure this stuff out too late. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it'd be awesome if they hinted very early on in the game that this stuff that there is more to it and maybe it's worth paying attention to. Uh, although that said, you would lose that moment when you unlock your first anti-cube and you're like, Ooh, there's an underside. There's an underbelly here. Mm. But uh, I think it'd probably be worth that trade off. Yeah. I, th- I think, yeah, I think it's a, it's definitely a tough little tightrope to walk across. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I think for me, like actually, I'm okay with them leaving you to figure out that you probably need to be writing something down, some of this down. Um, if like the backtracking was easier, like if it was easier for me to find the room I have in my head, which has that information, yeah. um, I know that there's that information that I've been in that room, but I just don't really know how to get back there, and I don't really want to yeah. wander around. Um, teleport, baby. Let me teleport to any room. Yeah, I think they probably should just let you teleport around anywhere. Um, yeah, there's there there are lots of uh, warp gates. Yeah, that link up sort of main uh, zone hub a- areas or levels. Um, that sort of I think it's five little hub areas that get linked up by uh, these 
warp gates and there's also mini warp gates that take you back to the big warp gate as well as uh, some secret little doors that connect up random levels but it, it's just so hard to keep track of yeah and i it's, think the, the on those warp gates like they're really handy however it relies on the visuals for you to remember so like um on the map none of the areas have names um and on the map screen it's just like sort of these cubes with the picture of sort of the top of the area or, or some sort of iconic part of the area and like these areas all look really nice and some of them do have these very obvious iconic structures but it's uh, for me personally i very quickly forget you know like it's it's really hard for me to structure in my head like how far ago was the area with the lighthouse and how far ago was the area with the whale and how, you know like I, I have no idea for yeah. me it would be a lot easier if it was like okay this area is in the waterfall kingdom yeah you know that, like that's that, big brain territory if you can keep track of that stuff yeah exactly that's rain man <laughs> yeah you know yeah impossible levels of impossibility to keep track of and you know it's the funny thing is i think these levels actually do have names louis no uh they're just in the t- in the secret language oh christ like, like come on <laughs> that's not useful to anyone <laughs> No, I just want them on the map. Just put the names above yeah, the... so do I. I just want to be able to teleport around. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, um, that is, a, I think, definitely the biggest problem. And especially also when when you're backtracking through these levels, you have to navigate to the 3D puzzle spaces often. Yeah. Um, which is but fun doing yeah. for the first time, yeah, exactly. but not fun if you're doing it to backtrack and then go the wrong way. And then you have to turn back around and do the same puzzle, uh, platforming puzzle again to get back yeah, to where you were. I totally that agree. Because feels... like that's a really interesting problem, isn't it? Because like the game is is kind of elegant in that like the way you progress through the game is just kind of by like naturally solving puzzles by moving the environment around, which means you mm-hmm. get to the end of the level. But that also means that if you need to go back through the level, you have to do the main mechanic, which is the puzzle um, again. So yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's like it's really kind of boring and also like i don't love the way the platforming feels um i'm not like super against like really floaty feelings but like i do find that like i if i'm missing jumps and it's not a hard punishment you just respawn at the last place you jumped from but like it for me it just doesn't i kind of wish he was a bit more precise um than he is moved a bit quicker as well yeah that would be good you know give me super meat boy in this (laughs) yeah that'd be pretty sick You'd like charge through these levels. You would not. You wouldn't see any of them. I don't get why <laughs> games uh, platformers have sluggish platforming. Um, I just it it blows my mind why you would do that. It's a unless taste it's thing. I guess to give you time to consider the puzzle, but yeah, I mean, I mean like he's he's going for like a more like chilled out experience. Um, I guess. I guess it. Maybe adds. But I mean, by like fifty percent or a hundred percent movement speed, which still wouldn't be. I tell you, maybe why, because it is one of the most rewarding things in this game is navigating the space as efficiently as possible um, by using the rotationals. <laughs> the rotationals. So. If you're on one side of the 3D space and you need to get to the other side, instead of turning it, instead of, you know, walking to the end, 
turning it, walking to the end, turning it. Uh, instead, you can just turn it, walk a tiny bit, turn it, walk a tiny bit. <laughs> it must be so hard to picture if you've never seen this game before. <laughs> yeah, that's probably... I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm literally... I've got my hand up and my finger, yeah. and my hand is representing the cube, and my finger was the person. So clearly, in my head, I thought it needed a visual... Absolutely. Uh, ...diagram with my hand, but clearly no one can see this. Yeah. As I'm almost wrapping my own head around it. I think the way I would try to describe it is if you're on the left-hand side of the cube... <laughs> oh, God, the <laughs> wait, cube wait, wait. Facing you. If Yeah, okay. If you're on the left-hand side of the screen and you want to get to the, um, the right-hand side of the screen... The quickest way to do it would be to rotate it all 90 degrees. And now you're on, you're still on the left-hand side of the screen, but you're also on the furthest side of the previous screen. Yeah. So if (laughs) if you then just walk in like a a single step and then turn it back the way it was, you are now on the right side of the screen. And Mm. it was much quicker than walking across. And maybe that's the reason. And if that's the reason... Fair play. You know what? Just let me teleport and make the jumping a bit quicker. There's no point in not having quicker jumps. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do that. That'll just say. Come, Phil Fish, come back. And, come back. Uh, just fix these two little ish. And then we you didn't can, win. And you can take the money and run. Yeah. You won. You won us left. Uh, whatever. Um, my <laughs> other two slight. Yeah. Get out now. That. <laughs> my other slight uh things that i didn't love about this game uh was i like i wasn't super gripped by the story of the characters is there isn't really one not really but you know i mean i think it's just because i've been playing games recently like uh what was it called a short hike yeah. and that sort of stuff and um that's what's that game that frog detective game mm-hmm um you know, games with a sort of similar vibe uh, in terms of the way they introduce other characters uh, with, you know, little cute throwaway comments, um, except those ones are done really well and are very charming and funny, whereas this game, they're not that good. Yeah, it's interesting because I remember the first time I played Fez, which was obviously a long time ago. Um, God, I have no idea when. Um, I remember, like that being quite novel like you walk up to a character you press circle and they say like a couple weird little quirky things and i remember being quite entertained by that but definitely yeah after that's that's definitely been a staple of many many indie games at this point and there are people that are much better at it i guess unfortunately Um, it's a tough isn't it because it's it's a small made game and they just weren't as good at writing they were instead very good at other things but Mm -hmm. you know it just makes for dialogue that's just not interesting especially when especially when you have to translate that dialogue yeah did you get to the island where everyone talks in that language yeah did you translate everything they said no way i translated (laughs) some of it and then was like this isn't worth translating yeah so there's another guy on that island who has a fez and I was like, oh, here we go. Uh, because basically you're this little blobby white character. Um, you're a cloud of a man. Yeah, you're a little blobby cloud. 
and you get this fez, and that fez seems to be the source of your power in terms of rotating the world around you. And there was another one uh, talking this strange language, and I was like, oh, here we go. This guy's going to give me some juice. Here's, he, and he was like a Mr. Miyagi sort of character. You know, he had the long mustache, mm-hmm. bent over, and he has a fez. And I'm like thinking, okay, here we go. Do you want to know what he says, Louis? He says, ha, 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 check out Mr. Rectangle Head over there. Yeah, that's a shame. And I was like, <laughs> what a waste. What a waste <laughs> of life. Yeah. Give me something good. Yeah, yeah. Is that, um, am I right in thinking there's like secret QR codes in this game? Uh, yeah, there was. I did at least one and I saw another. Did you like. Because I went into one of those rooms and there was clearly like a, an unfinished QR code mm. or something. Yeah, uh, there is. There's another one which just has a full QR code. Oh, okay. And if you scan it, it takes you to a Google page <laughs> that just tells you what to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's funny. And then you can unlock a... Uh, this takes thing. you to like a Google Doc? No, it, it literally takes you to, like, Google, I think. It um, it basically just takes you to, like, the Google search of, like, R2, R2, L2, 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 R2, R2, L2. Uh, okay. And that's then kind you of put fun. that in and you get an anti-cube. Mm. But that stuff's great. That stuff is so rewarding in games. I love it when games require using all of your resources more than just what's in the game. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I like Fez. I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to, like, sit down and be like... You know what? If if I was, like, stuck on a plane for 20 hours and Fez was the only game I had to play, I would absolutely invest. Oh, you should, dude. I, I almost would recommend doing it. Mm. I really would. I really would. I mean, I think, like... So I went in thinking, God, I would love to commit I was like, I'd love to be playing this with you and then together we could tackle the world and try and decipher it um but I just thought you know what? I'm just I'm just gonna try it and it it's very rewarding yeah I found it to be very rewarding hmm I liked it yeah uh, I'm gonna keep playing it I'm gonna see if I can get through it nice I'm curious to know how long it is, um, and when I say how long it is, I mean how long until you roll credits, and then how long to get everything, and what the difference between those two is. Who knows? That's what I'd like to know, so please report back. Yes, sir. Will do. I mean, I the thing I is, I've, I, left it, I left it running while I was doing my solving, so, you know, probably 40% of my game time was done in Notebook. <laughs> Well, that's all part of the game. Rather than, yeah, exactly. Then on screen. Cool. Uh, I don't cool. have anything else to cover. Do you? No, I'm good. Other than the music's nothing special apart from that one song that gets really, really loud. The music's nice. Um, it's sort of like, like synthy, chiptune-y, but sort of low, low, low beat stuff. It's quite pleasant. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's And there's like that amazing. one song that gets really, really loud. I don't remember that one song. It's like... Duh, 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 duh. 
and becomes like obnoxiously loud and it sounds very cool. I like that. Because it sort of, you know, brings you back into the world by realizing, damn, why is this music so loud? But it sounds <laughs> epic. <laughs> and, you know, I probably heard it three or four times and it was, you know, probably the best part of the entire playthrough. Wowzers. Uh, yeah, that's that's Fez. Go check it out. It's got to be cheap somewhere. Yeah. It's got to be really cheap. Gosh, came out a long time ago and, um, yeah, it's a good game. It's a good game for sure. Looks nice. Yeah, it does. The pixel art, it's worth mentioning that the pixel art looks great too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, you don't think so? Yeah, I do. I do. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's beautiful pixel art. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. And also, oh my gosh, I just quickly have to mention the rain. Uh, we mentioned that everything's three-dimensional. However, it looks two-dimensional because you're viewing it from a two-dimensional plane. But even the rain is three-dimensional. And that's amazing. When you're in a world, 2D rain, you turn it, and you see for a split second all the rain freeze. As you mm. turn, because time stops when you're turning. And it's very quick. It takes like half a second less. Mm. Uh, but if you just continue, continually turn in the rain, it just, there's all of this 3D rain that just stops and it looks incredible. Um, yeah, that made me think the, the, only, the only other thing I actually have to say is definitely when I was playing it, I did end up thinking, like, how do you. And I guess this is just a sign of good design, but like, how do you plan these levels out? Like I was trying to imagine what his process would be for designing the structure of these levels. Um, mm. Like, like I have no idea. Would, would he, um, would you start on the 2D plane and then push it back, turn it around and do the next side? Would you do the 3D model first? then apply the textures so it makes sense. Like, how do you design it that way? Like, it's, I always struggle. Like, I am not someone that could design a puzzle game, let alone any game, but, like, a puzzle game, my brain does not work that way. I don't know how people do it, but um, this game specifically, I find it really hard to picture how you would... I would I would be really interested to see what his process was for it. Yeah, it'd be tough. Yeah. It'd be tough. Um, I'd, God, I'd love to make a puzzle game with the help of like a million other people. <laughs> Which bit would you do? I would just help contribute to some of the ideas, but I, I wouldn't be able to manage the whole thing. But I reckon I could come up with a couple of good ones. Yeah, you could do like one worth. or two nice ones, right? And then like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Remember the Curiosity Cube? Yes. Wowzers. Peter Molyneux's little iPhone wonder. True bummer that that will never be a 3HR recommended game, eh? Yeah, true. True that. Anyway, true that. Um, um, okay, that's over. <laughs> um, Lucky, I'm going to recommend a game for you. Yes. Um, Hit me. So, clues, 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 clues. It is a Clue game. It's the first 
in a series of games Assassin's Creed that you love? Assassin's Creed. No. Okay. That I love. Like another clue. That I love. Games I love. What games do I love? Excuse me? What games do I love? You like quite a few. Uh, it's not going to be like, we've done Metal Gear Solid. This is one of three clues. Yeah, okay. Second clue, you've never played it. Okay. As far as you know. As far as I know. Clue three. Hmm? Clue three. Clue three. Uh... It was on a system you didn't own. Uh, is it like the first Shimigami Tensei? How do you say it? Shinigami Tensei. First Persona game? It's not. Have you ever seen gameplay of the first Persona game? Yeah, it looks pretty gnarly. Oh, it looks so rough. We should uh, play that sometime. It looks so rough. Gosh. It's the series I play and like. I mean, this doesn't make for good podcast content, but I do want to get it myself. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we can always cut uh, out the dead air if you like. No, no, it's fine. Just tell me. Uh, it's um, Animal Crossing. Ooh. On the game. Uh, you... I played that game. Yeah? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have because you played the other ones, but <laughs> I played it. I played it. I think maybe at someone's house, but it's a weird game to play at someone's house. Spent some real time. Um, um, how am I playing this? Uh, emulated. You're going to emulate it, and obviously, highly recommend that you don't leave it till the last minute. You'll need to check in. You know, I would say probably at least three of the days of this week. True. At least. At least. Uh, Let's go. I've got to go. You've got to go? I've, uh, yeah, I've got to have some KFC soon, I think. Um, before we go, uh, I just wanted to drop a little, uh, <laughs> do the worst transition in the world from Animal Crossing to um, uh, uh, Black Lives Mattering. Um, there's been a lot of shit going on in the States, and it's all horrible and scary, and everyone seems to be doing amazingly well. Um, I'm going to leave just a couple, um, places that you can donate in the description, uh, if you can afford it, if you can't afford it, I'll also leave some places you can go to like educate yourself. Um, and I hope everyone is safe and well, and that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. All support helps. Absolutely. Whatever for. Absolutely. Um, lucky. Yes. This podcast goes up, um, every Monday, SoundCloud, iTunes, um, other places. We got a Instagram at timeplay3hr, and we got an email timeplay3hr@gmail.com. Email us if you have thoughts on Animal Crossing or uh, Fez. Fez. If you're Phil Fish, write us in. God, get it, get in touch. We'd Give us your side you. of the story. I want to put <laughs> you on the platform, Phil, and tell <laughs> you, hell yeah, let yeah. him have it. Yeah. I just want to know how you made those levels. So if you could just send us like the design documents 
um, or like and the graph paper you drew it on. That would be great. Way. Um, cool. Lego models, I reckon. Oh, yeah, that would be sick. I bet there's some good Fez Lego models out there. Yeah, what's that like Fez Lego game. that makes like, what's the micro Lego, Lego model. company? Um, I know the one you're talking about. I don't know what it's called. I used to have a little grand piano made out of that. Yeah, I'm looking. There is Fez Lego. Is that any of it nice? Eh, it's fine. I would say it's fine. They made Minecraft Lego. Maybe you could use the Minecraft Lego to make Fez Lego. I bet, yeah, some of those blocks would probably look pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go, cool. and so are you. Yes. Uh, Thanks so much. Bye. We'll report back next week with a uh, Animal Crossing episode. Yes. Peace. Doodles.